Well, hello. Welcome uh, to the You Are Inevitable podcast where uh, we deep dive, we take a deep dive and tap into your inner resources. You're here with me, Kathleen Seeley and Natalie Alexia. We are two very seasoned coaches. Uh, together, we're going to be uh, engaging in thought-provoking discussion, hopefully disruptive to um, how you see the world. Certainly, we generally disrupt each other's thinking uh, to hopefully uh, land somewhere deeper than when you arrived. We bring you, you can trust us, six decades of combined <laughs> experience, wisdom, spiritual acumen, academic rigor, um, and really just we love to have fun. And we do like to have these disruptive conversations just to see uh, what you're thinking, what comes from us. We do not prepare in advance for these. Uh, so get ready. It's unscripted. It could be disruptive. And we hope to sort of tickle your mind and leave you with a renewed sense of purpose. Uh, and remember, you are the architect of your own life. You are the architect of your own life and with the right tools, the right mindset, and um, the courage to explore your thinking, uh, you will find that you are inevitable. This is the You Are Inevitable podcast. If you're watching the recording later, it would be great if you would like, leave us a review. Um, it helps us get the word out with this podcast. This is relatively new. Uh, we formalized it last round, and here we go. Today, Natalie, we're talking about purpose. I'm excited. We're talking what is about it? purpose. Yeah, what is it? Who cares? Is it just another thing I have to have? <laughs> you know? Um, hi, everybody. Welcome. So glad you're here. I'm just looking at the chat a little bit. Um, welcome, welcome. It's always, we always really do appreciate uh, you showing up and um, engaging in the conversation. So when we talk about purpose, it's really um, the underlying reason sort of beyond our, uh, behind our existence. Um, and it gives meaning and direction in our lives, theoretically. And we would argue that our your purpose can change, um, given where you are developmentally, uh, what the focus is on your life and, and what's motivating you. It does provide a sense of direction. I also see purpose as really an anchoring, much like values, but a little bit sort of rooted more deeply. I often call it core motivation. Um, the world, you know, purpose would be synonymous to that. You can chime into that if you like, Natalie. Um, and your purpose can vary from pers person to person. That's what makes the world a beautiful, delicious, diverse place. If we all wanted the same thing or wanted to do the same thing, only one thing would get done. That's what I'm thinking. How about you? Yeah, I, um, I agree. I love what you said. I'm excited to dig into this with you and see where we go. Um, I very much resonate with the idea that purpose changes as we evolve, uh, maybe in consciousness, maybe as we evolve developmentally, or even with age, and depending on the external circumstances, what's present in our life in every, any given moment. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm just excited to excited to dive in with you. I had this, uh, me too, I had this um, sort of, um, I had my birthday a couple of weeks, last podcast was on my birthday, and then there's been some sort of major life events in my neighborhood uh, that really actually make this a really timely topic because when um, uh, actually my neighbor's mother died suddenly in her house and um, the rest of the story is, doesn't need to be shared, but it, it uh, her mom was close to my age. And of course it was a surprise and a shock, but I, I, found, I found myself, 
uh, shocked and all that and sad and, and all those things that happen, but also this thinking about, you know, really the meaning of being here and, and really reconnecting with what's super important to me and kind of the impact I'd like to have in the world. Cause we just never know. It sounds kind of like cliche, but for sure we never know. So here's the thing about purpose, Natalie, you know, you know, I've been in the room with thousands of people who spend time identifying their life purpose and, um, and taken through this guided visualization. And generally speaking, people open this box and inside the box is a key, a diamond, a heart. Okay. That's great. And <laughs> uh, it's, it's hardly because the, the guided visualization says you might find a key, you might find a diamond, you might find art, but anyway, um, it, there's a lot of pressure, uh, I think to have this clarity of purpose. And, um, I think, and it sometimes for some people who say, I just didn't get anything. And that I was one of those people who, uh, when I did this life purpose exercise, I saw a penguin. All right. So, um, I don't know, even my subconscious has a difficult time taking this, sometimes this woo woo stuff very seriously. Although, um, I think the woo woo stuff is very important. It's funny. Um, what we're here to talk about is, uh, this sort of pressure maybe on having purpose. I just made that up and also it could change. And as Natalie said, it's, it could be developmental. It could be what's happening around you and, um, and figuring out really, as many of you have heard me talk about before is that form and function piece, you know, what is the function of purpose and, um, what, why does it matter? So Natalie, I'm going to, I'm going to throw the ball in your court. Well, I'm going to start by saying, just because you shared yours, I too have done, uh, Kathleen's talking about a closed eye visualization um, that we both did with a mentor of ours. Some of you, many of you may know him, Jack Canfield, and I got um, <clears throat> a feather in my box. And uh, the message I got with it was enjoying the lightness of life. I have to say, I have always kind of carried that with me. I like it, this, you know, uh, not taking things too seriously. Um, it definitely resonates with me, but um, I'm curious to know, Kathleen, like how has your understanding of purpose evolved over the course of your life? Well, I was going to ask you first. Um, okay. no, no, so, <laughs> I, I just actually want to go back to the feather for a second because you actually gave me a feather as a gift one time. Mm. I still have um, but uh, the penguin, you know, I, I was like a penguin. What is that all about? Like seriously, a penguin. And um, Dr. Deb Sandella, who's like amazing mentor and friend of mine said a penguin, you know, that's a deep significance. They're very committed. They love their family. They're all these wonderful things about penguins. And then my good friend, Barnett Bain, who's just hysterical and cracks me up. He's like a penguin. That's awesome. You're always dressed for the party. <laughs> So um, purpose, I, I wonder, I'm not sure of the evolution over time for me. I can say that the sort of my core, my deeply driving um, motivation or my core motivation or my purpose, I think has always been something to do with people feeling um, included, welcome, loved and valued in some way. 
Although um, I can see that now at 59, looking back, I don't know as the expression of that was always useful uh, to other people or helpful or, um, and I can see how my sort of the way I moved to my purpose or what I thought might be purpose has changed over time in a sense of from this grinding to survive than to succeed. And now this shift in leaving legacy, I feel my purpose very much lies in the quote, you never touch someone so lightly, you do not leave a trace. So leaving something behind. Um, I think I always wanted people to feel better after being around me, but I can't say that I've always had that impact to be quite honest. Mm. So, yeah. But, I'm curious, actually, I'm, well, I'm curious in the chat. Yeah, I think you and I are thinking the same thing. From those of you who are here, who feels like super clear on their purpose, knows exactly what it is, who's like questioning their purpose, and maybe who hasn't even given it much thought. I would love to hear in the chat where everyone is at. Um, or even if you feel, yeah, pressure, I would love to know if you feel pressure around a revolving door. <laughs> I definitely would say my understanding of purpose has evolved over time. So when I was younger, um, I have always been very driven. I would, I would identify with being a very driven person. Um, and when I was younger, I really felt like my purpose was to be successful and make lots of money uh, yeah. eventually. And um, as I reflect on it, I didn't know at the time, but as I reflect on it now, I chose to have my daughter when I was 21. And at that time, I internally made up a story that what that meant was that everyone around me thought that my life was going to be a failure. I don't believe that's true because actually everyone around me is very lovely and quite supportive. But in my head, that was the story I had made up. So I I was determined to prove these imaginary people wrong. Um, and my fear of not being a success, a success at that time in my life that I determined by things like my kids being able to go to private school, living in a big house, mm -hmm. uh, driving nice cars, those types of things. Uh, was really driven by the 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 motivator, if you like, for my purpose was fear, fear of yeah. being a failure. Um, but what I have learned to understand about your purpose being motivated by fear is that it's not really sustainable, and it does get quite tiring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. Yeah. Um, it, but, you know, uh, kind of a sidebar thought that came up when you're talking about the fear is in, um, you know, we as a team met yesterday to kind of re-examine our vision and kind of collectively um, agree on, on you know, how, how are we feeling right now? What, what's important to us? What is our vision, our purpose, our core motivation of the company? And uh, it makes me think about, um, other companies we work with and how a lot of the culture is driven by fear. Um, and I wonder if, if those layers could be peeled off and really um, the, the, the driving force of it, say the visions are often, you know, very um, aspirational and beautiful and, and utopian, 
Um, but the energetic that's driving it is the fear. And, and, and that is what's unsustainable. I think you're saying like you, you probably um, have always, you know, wanted things to show your worth or that you are of value, that you are a contributor or you're important or whatever that is. But I suspect there's always been a part of you that has wanted to leave the world or people around you just a little better. Yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely resonate with that. And when you said it, yeah, I mean, a hundred percent, I always have wanted to leave people better than I found them. And, um, it's interesting what you say about fear and this kind of conversation around developmental. My 24 year old brother was here last week and we were having a conversation and, um, he's sort of making his way in the world and he was talking about wanting to get uncomfortable and, um, we talked a little bit about this motivator of wanting to have a purpose being driven by fear. And he sort of said to me, but I'm just so afraid if I don't feel afraid, I won't do anything. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. Like, I love that you shared that because it makes me think, what if there's nothing to be done, uh, you know, and, and maybe in the not doing, the next sort of step emerges. We've talked about this when we talk about coaching and clarity and all those things. Um, uh, I think purpose really is the energetic, if we're to look at this, the energetic that's driving the doing and where we are developmentally or the pressures we are experiencing, how we're experiencing the pressure in our life um, sort of becomes reflective in the behavior of how we pursue it. And if it's fear driven or, um, or we're able to release a little bit of that fear and, and hold, I guess, our next step in suspended animation. Um, but what if there's nothing to be done? I know that when I can get really quiet um, and feel ease in myself, something new emerges. And I, I feel like, you know, we've as a company have made a huge change in um, the work that we're doing and it it's feeling when once letting the fear go of um of uh of the change i have felt more sort of abundance or flow or um ideas innovation coming in at the more we sort of take a beat a little bit mm -hmm. um i'm pretty sure my purpose to be an advocate yeah janice i know that about you um but what was, there was something that flipped through that chat that I might have missed it. Um, huh. Weird, I thought there was another comment. I, I but, think someone wrote, I don't know where it went, but I saw a comment that said, what's more powerful? I don't know if that was the right oh, adjective. Purpose, purpose or vision, yeah. Purpose or vision. Oh, I, gosh, this is really a good thought. Like purpose or vision which pulls more i don't i i see our purpose or core motivation if we look at an inverted triangle at, at the very foundation this thing inside of us that we're meant to discover whatever that is it might take a lifetime it may take till you're two years old who knows but that you know this is why i'm here um and then on top of that to me is our values our values are those energetic containers they anchor us they remind us um how to reconnect to um, sort of the higher vision, so to speak, then our goals, we can, we can set as sort of practical, um, 
touch points, uh, although, you know, how we feel about goals, but they're practical touch points to get us closer to our vision. So I think there's a thread we can pull through it all. Uh, I think the vision pulls us forward and quite potentially our purpose maybe um, holds us steady uh, or reminds us the, the, the reason we want that vision. I don't know. That's my thought. I, I, I was reading, I know you'll reference the Course in Miracles. And uh, as I've mentioned, I'm in that, I'm in the um, Course in Miracles for Dummies. Um, <clears throat> uh, Pam Grout suggests that our purpose is really to be happy. And happiness and, fun and function are really the same thing. And I think we endeavor to be happy. And then I would go off on this thought about happiness. But anyway, um, yeah, I think that's a good question. Kathy, what do you think? Uh, I, I would agree with you, although I feel for me personally, to me, purpose somewhat just feels like knowing who I am. Um, it, it is kind of how I would describe it in my own individual experience. Uh, like, you know, Kathleen, when you said, I always wanted to leave people better than I found them. I would, I would agree with that. And also, I have always felt compelled to make a difference. That's something that comes up for me. It's, and it has been with me for as long as I can remember. You know, I was the kid in elementary school that other kids used to come to to help them, uh, um, you know, figure out their arguments <laughs> and um my family for the longest time i would be the go-to person that whenever there was some kind of challenge or you know conflict happening like people would call me to try and help them uh figure it out and i've always had this passion for making a difference and so i i also think that can i love for me the flexibility that i find in that knowledge of myself which is sometimes making a difference to me can mean spending extra time with one of my kids. Yeah. True. And also sometimes making a difference for me can mean resting instead of working. And sometimes making a difference for me can mean sitting down with you and our team yesterday and coming up with a vision that we don't even know if is achievable to you know, impact leadership on a global scale. Um, but I find versatility, I guess, in that overarching theme. That, uh, what I'm thinking about when you say that is when we say your purpose, we suggest your purpose could change over time. I wonder if it's really the mat, how you manifest it, how, what you see it, because making a difference at when I was like 30 is different than making a difference at 59. And that's where I think the developmental stages come in and allowing ourselves the grace to accept where we are in whatever it is, but also with others too, right? Extending that grace. Cause I think I, I had this notion at one point in my life, I'd be this big famous influencer, you know, people would follow me, blah, blah, blah. I've said that before. But what's true is, is we're all influencers and um, we touch people every day in our lives. And we can, we can, if we're really conscious and mindful of how we do that. And if your purpose is to make a difference, 
it can be in a small way of, you know, spending time with one of your children or um, like me just being completely the kids next door anytime, just come over, just come over. And they're, I just feel so grateful that they do. Um, and they feel like it's a safe place. That's making a difference. Um, some people, you know, when they're asked about their purpose, things like, okay, making a difference, personal growth and fulfillment, relationships and connection, um, the spiritual or transcendent aspirations. Like there's lots of different themes that show up in purpose. Um, and if, if you haven't ever explored it, uh, I think that's okay too. I, I think there's, um, this, just permission to be where, where we are is so, would be so delightful. Um, and not needing another sort of structure or system um, that our next step is dependent upon and being more present to the moment and listening uh, to what might show up. Because Natalie, you've worked with lots of people um, sort of more in the spiritual guidance part of ourselves. But what would you say to someone who feels they're lacking purpose or are, are unclear on their purpose? I mean, it sounds maybe a little bit trite, but I would say like joy is your GPS. That's, you know, it is just, I believe that when we are feeling alive, feeling joy in that kind of self-expression of something that brings us joy and fulfillment, we are living in purpose. Um, and I would also, I know you referenced the Course in Miracles earlier, but I would also agree that ultimately, you know, happiness is an interesting word because, you know, we can kind of dissect any word, but peace, fulfillment, joy, um, I, I find is underneath all of the other things, underneath all of the doing in the outside world and the, what we want to achieve and the goals and the vision and the strategy is ultimately, you know, I said before, I feel like when I was younger, my purpose was very much motivated by fear. And I would say my purpose now, I feel is very much motivated, making a difference is motivated through um, the desire for peace and fulfillment in my life. Those things, some, those three things kind of juggle around in some kind of balancing act. Um, yeah. so I would say if someone is unclear about their purpose or they're wondering, look to when you feel most alive. Yeah, that's even when I used to back in the day when when I used to teach the passion test all the time, it was, it was like, I don't know what my passions are. It's such a big word as is purpose. It's like what, you know, when was the last time you felt like you lost track of time or you felt so connected to yourself that my thing is like, I don't have to pee and I'm not hungry. I always know I'm like in the zone when neither of those things are occurring to me. Um, and I, I, um, I also, I think to give each other and ourselves and whoever we talk to, and there's lots of people on the call, I recognize your first name. So there's lots of coaches and trainers on this call um, is that allowing the people we work with and ourselves the space to just um, not have clarity in the moment to find it through silence and easing up on the gas pedal 
Um, and I, I came across this, uh, well, I'm in another class, as you know, I'm always learning. So I'm in a course, another course for a year. And um, I want to share something that the teacher shared that to me was, is apropos for this conversation is about staying in flow and, and present to the moment. And uh, the river channels water from one place to the next. Let the river speak rather than telling it where to go. And I think the only way to allow the river to speak is to stop trying to drive it. And I think that's where fear comes in. The fear of not having enough, the fear of not being loved enough, the fear of not being enough. Those fears drive us. And if we're able to see them as, um, you know, Byron Katie, I love her example of um, walking through the forest and this beautiful day, enjoying it, looking down, you see a snake. So you're, oh my gosh, heart, heart's pounding. You're afraid of a snake. And then you look closer and you see it's a piece of rope. And uh, you can look at that piece of rope for 10,000 years and never again make it a snake. So I think it's like that with our fears, that fear driving purpose is in order to be enough, to be loved enough, to um, have enough, I need to have fear on my shoulder. What if, you know, you know, I fall behind or, or, um, you know, they, they see me for who I really am. Well, I hope so. I mean, sidebar, I hope people see me for who I really am. I need them to see me because I can't sometimes see it. But anyway, sidebar, my brain is all over the place. Um, but really just allowing ourselves to flow in that river of inquiry um, without needing an answer at the end of the inquiry. Just like yesterday, it was sort of like we had a really great time talking about vision, which is important for a company. And then we kind of eased up and talked about other things and we came back to it and it became more clear. It's sort of like just letting things flow um, is is releasing kind of that fear, I think, maybe. No, what's anyone thinking? What, uh, uh, I'm gonna let you talk for uh, you can talk. I'm just gonna Thank see what's going on out there in chat land. Um, I think I was just gonna say, I think that where, where I have seen in the past people get tripped up is you know what you talked about at the beginning of this that the expression of purpose varies throughout our life, and I think that we can become very attached to the expression of our purpose being a certain thing. So for example, you know, let's take my example of making a difference. You know, I could, I could come to the awareness that my uh, purpose is making a difference and I could become very attached to a story that in order to make a difference, I need to become a coach and I have to have a coaching practice where I'm coaching at least 20 clients every month. And then I need to get on stages and I have to speak in front of at least 10,000 people and I have to have a presence and I have to influence change at some level to make a difference. I think it can be frustrating for us when we become attached to and caught up in the expression of our purpose. Um, my example is I had two years with because i agree with you i think to some extent it is for me i i see it on reflection not in the moment but as i reflect through my life i see that being a pretty consistent theme 
And I had two years where my oldest daughter was really, really struggling with her mental health. And to the point where there were significant months and periods of time where I just couldn't leave her by herself. And um, my purpose, the expression of my purpose in that moment felt like keeping my daughter alive. And mm -hmm. it was still making a difference. Mm -hmm. But it, and in that moment, it was completely motivated by fear, which is something else we've talked about, because I was in for a long time, a perpetual state of I would describe it as terror, that some yeah. that that this situation would end in the worst imaginable scenario for me mm -hmm. and my family. Mm -hmm. And so I was being driven by fear in survival mode. And the expression of my purpose was keeping my daughter alive, but really still I, if I allow myself to be less attached to what the expression looks like, I can see myself living it, whether I'm in survival mode or whether I'm buying a coffee and being nice and inquisitive to the person right. who might be having a bad day, or I'm coming up with a business strategy or I'm coaching a client. Yeah. Yeah. That's the form and function uh, conversation. Like we can get hooked into form. And I think getting hooked into form does come from fear because the form we can imagine the expression of our purpose can only come from our current level of consciousness. Uh, like that all we can think of is what we can think of in the moment of where we are in our development. And if we get too attached to the form, we might miss out on sort of a broader um, expression of the purpose or the, um, the passion, whatever word one wants to use, the motivation. Um, and, and so that's where, I think that's where fear comes in getting, it has to be this. I've been uh, really noticing myself. I, I was on a class in my class this morning. It was um, two and a half hours, and um, we had to coach each coach each other, or we didn't have to coach each other. We're in a, a triad where one person coached, one observed, one was coached. And generally speaking, I would take on the the coaching role. And I decided, no, I'm not here to do what I know. I'm here to learn about you know, the effect of this new coaching technique I'm learning. And um, I, be, I said, I'll, I'll be the coachee, which was scary because I had a big event happen, not the neighbor, nothing to do with the neighbor. Another thing happened in our lives, in our family life that I find to be very difficult to entangled. Um, and I was beginning to talk about it, about how to navigate it. And um, my coach just said, okay, stop. And why don't you take a breath at the end of each sentence and see what happens? It's like, okay, here I am getting coached. Um, and so I did. And I, I, what I saw was, you know, this sort of wanting to make a difference part of me, this sort of angry at the system part of me, the mom part of me, all these different parts of me so tangled, like, um, not a, like imagine a ball of yarn that's wound perfectly. It's not that it's like the one that the cat gets and you sort of just bunch it all together and you can't pull it. And, um, I, I was, I was getting sort of this stopping, taking a breath and separating this piece. 
and this piece and this piece. And my coach said to me, so funny, interesting that this is what we're talking about today. And that person knew nothing about it is, you know, what, how can you separate these pieces to live your purpose um, in ways that meet each separate piece that respects those pieces? I, I, I can't give details of the story because it's not my story to tell. But the main point was it, it doesn't have to look the way I thought it should look. And when we stop and take a breath, we can pull things apart um, and see how everything is connected and how we can just sort of say, that's this piece here. How does it impact these? And what would happen if I did that? Instead, I just went in with this sort of jumbled, um, honestly, anger. And how I, why this matters for this conversation is how do we express our purpose if it's, if we're sort of tangled up in, um, in sort of a mess of not being able to pull pieces apart. They're all connected, but pulling them apart to look at them separately sort of. And that's kind of how I was sharing with you all, my team one day on a rant. I have rants often. Uh, but how when I go on my walks, I have these insights about how the world is so messed up and how can people actually believe this and how can they believe that and what the hell is wrong with these people? And then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm the people. They think I'm the people, that that they are the people. Uh, I, so it, it, the, today's coaching just helped me go, okay, let's break this apart. Um, and, um, and, and, and what are the pieces how can I approach each of the pieces that still are true to this purpose of mine? That's the connection I made. Um, and yet not sort of encroaching on other people's autonomy. Does that make any sense? I don't know. I'm kind of rambling because it was a really big moment for me in the coaching. Yeah, it does make sense. And I'm curious. I sort of have a question emerging for you from what you said, which is so you know, both of us have kind of referenced either being in survival or being in crisis or having something that we feel very angry or triggered by. So if that's something that people listening to us are experiencing, if they're experiencing this like frustration um, around the external circumstances of their life, which feels, I think, at time contrary to who we know ourselves to be and the purpose we want to express. What what would your advice be for, for them? Well, I, I can tell you in real time, take a breath between each thought, each sentence, and just like, uh, like, like try to pull it apart and respect it's a system. Hmm. Um, but this this, um, I think I would say I was confused about, I must be a crusader, not only for my family, but for society. Mm. I must change, I must change this because it's so incredibly unfair and, and the system, the system, the system. And that's like, okay. Um, it's, it becomes too big to solve. So one could go into resignation instead what's a piece that I can pull apart and to just be present to right now. And then maybe that next piece will appear. I, I, I don't know if I'm getting off. I don't know if this is interesting to people out there in chat land, let us know, 
but it's like, I think it's all connected to this sort of, we need to have a purpose that back to our, one of our original um, podcasts of goals. Why set another goal? It's like, it's, it's like, what is the, um, um, this word purpose meaning to how we do our life? Is it a fear driven? Is it, I don't know. As anyone, can anyone um, relate to this being by, driven by fear and what Natalie said, driven by fear and then sort of coming from a different place in it? Um, that that sort of breakthrough of same life, mm-hmm. same purpose, but seeing it really differently from a place of allowing maybe. And if we could uh, put that back on ourselves, we would be more clear on our next step. I don't know. We, we need to dissect the recording of this one. I've gone off. I think it's interesting um, because I think it's like we talked about this. You gave a keynote the other day and you told a story of one of your coaching clients and we we're relating it to values, you know, and I love this triangle that you, you know, I could picture in my head when you talked about it at the beginning of this call where you were talking about purpose and values and goals and vision. And um, you were talking about your client and you said, wow, value, he said something to you like, wow, values are um, are great to live by when life is going well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's like, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing to consider, you know, how, how do we be the fullest expression of ourselves? as we walk through our life, because life is sometimes wonderful, joyful, exciting, and hilarious, and other times a little bit sucky. Um, yeah. um, I have a, I have another question for you, which is, I know that when we are in the leadership space, you often talk about leadership really being this balance of healthy self-interest and common good. And I was, that was kind of coming up for me at the last part of your, um, what you were sharing before about, oh, I feel like I have to be a crusader. Mm-hmm. And there's an aspect of that to me that speaks to the common good. And then the question that I had going on in my head as you were saying it was something like, and how could you be a crusader for yourself in this moment? What would that mm-hmm. look like? Um, but I believe that we're all the leaders of our own life. So we say in our other life that we live in massively human leadership leadership is a behavior not a role but we are all leaders because we are leaders of our own life so do you think there's an intersection somewhere between this statement about a balance of healthy self-interest and common good in relationship to our purpose i think um that's a good question i'm Obviously, we'll just go with what comes to my mind and we might get somewhere. I do think that if we don't have some, we're humans after all, if we don't have some sort of self-interest in something, um, I'm not so sure we we cannot have it. Um, I, it, it, I, I've been in many meetings where people say, we check our egos at the door here. You don't freaking check your ego at the door. If you can do that, write a book, You'll be a billionaire. <laughs> it's possible. It's I. I see myself in this meeting. I notice myself. 
getting hooked in. I notice myself biting the hook. I notice myself doing this, doing that. So that's the piece of we. I don't think we can leave that healthy self-interest aside. And if in this situation I was to look at my self-interest um, in it, it's really to um, um, really to um, be the one that makes everything okay. I really want to be the one that makes everything okay. Mm. Um, and I, what I want to do, I was asked specifically to not do. I mean, go there for a minute, right? Um, and in the untangling, the taking a breath between each thought and each sentence, I was able to see, oh, this is the piece that that anger or fear is coming from. And this is the piece where I could really impact change, the common good but it's my self-motivation to be sort of like, I've got this, uh, that I would need to look at. Mm. Um, and being clear on the, the, if we don't have healthy self-interest in it, it's not sustainable. If it's all about common good, it's not sustainable. And I like what Janice had to say. I see my I don't see my purpose as fear driven. I see it as what uh, the thing legacy I'm here to leave it has many, many iterations that can change over time. But everything I'm passionate about is about advocacy. Yeah. And Janice, thinking about that, because this is a piece that the advocacy piece for me is up, is like I could go into advocacy with anger. Or just like I wonder how all these people can believe all this shit in the world. Or I could say, I'm curious, tell me more, help me understand. That's common good. The advocacy piece sounds like common good for me. I'm speaking for me. It sounds really good, but it's driven by self-interest. So making the leap into what is common good, being more curious than afraid. And I would say the self-interest piece for me is, how can you be an advocate for yourself while being an advocate for others? Yeah. Because uh, I, I agree we need advocacy in many aspects of life. It's a very important thing that happens. But when we push all of our energy out externally and we fail to become an advocate for ourselves, we end up with a very empty vessel and it, then it becomes hard to give anything really at all. Um, so yeah. I, I, I'm curious with regard to, because what I said to you before, Kathleen, I think my purpose, and I have a purpose statement just to be, you know, just to be transparent here. Um, you, I think my purpose sits somewhere between making a difference, happiness and peace. And for me, I desire peace for myself and peace for others. And I desire to make a difference in somewhere in that I, I feel now more than ever at this stage of my development, conscientious about the balance that occurs between these things. Um, because I have had the experience of exhausting myself by making a difference when we do that thing where we're like, okay, this is what I'm here to do, push all the energy out. And then suddenly you get to a place where you can't do, you can't be in that expression of self because you have neglected this, what I would describe as healthy self-interest, self-care, self-advocacy, all of mm -hmm. these kinds of things. That, that I was thinking about, I think it was Janice's comment earlier, the pull of what's more 
powerful pull a vision or purpose something to that effect but it's like we can allow our vision to pull us forward but i think and i didn't mean to use the word but and our purpose of whatever making a difference or whatever we can keep in touch with is that driven by self-interest and acknowledging it yeah but also saying okay you know we'll shit disturber Kathleen who wants to shake up the system, just like calm down for a minute, just like take a breath is if someone was to talk to you the way you're thinking about talking to someone else, would you respond? Yeah. I, I just want to hurt someone sometimes. That's true. Oh, okay. Get a piece of hold on to that part of me. That is it's part of me. It's part of all of us. Um, and noticing it and saying, well, what could be the benefit of that? And is that getting me closer to this vision? Is this the purest expression of my purpose? Or will it hinder uh, my development? Or will I become arrested in my development because I'm lashing out in this way? And, and, and had I not sort of taken a breath and kind of looked at the pieces, and I, there's so many pieces, I haven't looked at them all, but I, they were very entangled. And I think that's where we can get confused about the self-interest and the common good. I'm, I'm so excited that you said this because uh, this is a total setup. So I just want to, I just, oh. I, I just want to admit it before I do it. Oh. But Kathleen, in this instance, could we use an aspirational value to fuel our purpose? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's how the values, the purpose, if you set goals, um, our visions, our missions, the how we do what we do, it's all, there's a thread through it all. And it's, it's like, if I could tap into my value of compassion, uh, I, I could be, I could show up as an advocate. I could show up as a support. I could show up for myself. Um, if I allow myself to just take a minute, um, and not be so entangled in it. And I, and I think that, that when, when you're talking about the, the fear with your daughter and, and other things we go through recognizing, oh, if I stop and breathe, I can find my way through in, in an expression of my purpose. And we only learn we can do that when we don't, when we mess it up and go, hmm, next time. But I think this is a useful thing to talk to people about, because I, I think that this is one of those um, tools, very simple tools, that can pull us through when things get tricky. Because I would say I have an aspirational value of surrender, like to not argue with reality, to be in the flow of life. Like it's aspirational. For me, there are certain areas of my life where I feel really surrendered and parts of my life where I still feel this very strong desire to control. And my aspirational value of surrender comes from having been an extremely controlling person in different versions of myself right. as I have, you know, walked through my own life experience. And I would say in that situation with my daughter, it was something to cling on to this, this value, this aspirational value of surrender surrendering to what was surrendering to the moment and not trying to control 
because what was true actually in that situation was when I tried to control, I made the situation worse. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So um, I think it's an interesting kind of highlighter moment to, to have people think about, you know, when you are in those situations like the one you're describing and you want to be an advocate how could you how could you not just your vision but like how could an aspirational value pull you forward too? like for you compassion for me surrender curious to know what it might be for anyone else out there yeah a, a value to pull you forward yeah um, and david says what is fear since to me all fear is an illusion although in the moment it seems real love seems to be our purpose yeah i, I love that david i i do think um love is our purpose and the, it's the expression of how we manifest it, which is the journey, you know, and the self, the healthy self-interest part is self-acceptance. The common good is the external expression of love or compassion or whatever word. Uh, I like that. And I would, I would agree um, with you, David. Uh, I, I would say that fear is an illusion, but also it is an illusion that at times all of us are bought into. And so for me, looking at for example what we were just talking about what's an aspirational value that can pull us forward in that moment when things are challenging we're trying to live in our purpose and be who we are really like kathleen says compassion surrender those are aspects of love so we look to love to pull us through fear mm -hmm. when we are believing in the illusion and kind of circling back to the start of this just ease up if you don't have a clear purpose, <laughs> just like take your foot off the gas, take a beat, take a breath, notice sort of what things really bring you to life and move towards that just a little bit more. And I, I, I don't think, I don't know is it's like, a, um, we must have clear purpose or we must have, um, the, well, the, just the clarity of, of purpose. Sometimes I think maybe allowing it to reveal itself, just like that river, rather than telling the river where to go, where does it want to go? And um, and and we're doing our best to not try to sort of guide it more to form and, and drop more into function. What is the energetic? What's the energy? Um, and is this first impulsive action going to get you closer to or further from that which you seek. And I do think that being quiet, taking breaths, untangling everything, because everything's very connected. And we also like everything that we say or we teach in our classes, it's not going to suit everybody, right? Just take the pieces that work for you, the pieces that you needed to hear today and carry those forward just like in my class was two and a half hours and it was a period of five minutes that really stuck with me the most um and just take what insights might work like janice um saying a great reminder for me sometimes it does come from anger frustration for me yeah and 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 reminding ourselves it's okay to be frustrated it's okay to be ang angry and what's a what value or could pull us through this experience in a way that um, enables our growth as opposed to our, our arresting our development. I would say as well, because we have talked about fear as a motivator, 
you know, developmentally or so on throughout this call. I don't know if I have a value judgment about that being bad or wrong. It's yeah. like I created a lot of external success through that motivator. Um, and I mm -hmm. learned more than that. I learned many, many, many valuable lessons. But I think that the just listening to you know what Janice said on there is it is what got me here wasn't going to get me there that's kind of mm -hmm. what I figured out with the fear as a motivator mm -hmm. it's like I kind of exhausted the fear engine and it was time for something new so mm -hmm. um I just I used to work in palliative care and hospice care for that was sort of my early days of work in healthcare, and um uh, Kubler-Ross's stages of grief. Anger is a stage. We must, it's a stage we go through with any loss. Just like with guilt, when we teach about guilt and resentment, guilt is useful. It, it's useful and then until it's not. So the anger can ignite the spark and then the breath and the slowing down can allow us to see what the next step is. Because I think we, when we see in, or for me, I won't speak for everyone else here, but when I see injustice or I see, you know, someone being treated in a way that I think is wrong, because I am, you know, the moral compass of the universe, in case you didn't know. Um, Thank God you're here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? You're welcome. Um, is, to, is to calm down in it and to see, you know, what is my, what is my part and what is my part in the continuing on the, the part that's pissing me off? And then what could my part be in the moving towards a shift in it? And that doesn't generally come, can, generally coming from anger isn't a useful way, but it, it serves its function, I think, it gets us fired up. Maybe. Yes, and David said some version of that where he said, what is the anger and frustration saying to you? Yeah. He says, my yeah. suspicion, that is where the lesson is. So yeah. as, um, my wise friend Kathleen says, ev everything is good if we know if we know what it's good for. We know what the times are good for. That's right. Sometimes it takes a little long. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, 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 um, a most interesting discussion, kind of a windy road on this one, um, because I don't it, just like we live in systems and there's multiple parts to things. I think purpose isn't a standalone concept. It's connected to so much in us and about us um, and uh, sort of the external um, manifestation of it or the even the pressure to have it, especially those of us in this transformation space. It's like this helping people find their purpose. I don't, I don't know. Maybe find peace. <laughs> but that that uh, as always, Natalie, I really learn a lot from your perspective and uh, I value it and I really enjoy these conversations uh, a lot. Like I look forward to this because we really don't prep in advance. And I hope those of you who consistently attend and those listening later um, ha ha enjoy these conversations and we do enjoy the um, the chat. Yes, I, I will say thank you for everyone who sh shows up live because we you add so much richness to the discussion and it's so interesting to hear other people's thoughts and um, I I echo everything you say, Kathleen. But I believe that that is a wrap for today's episode. 
um, of You Are Inevitable. Thank you for joining us on this journey of self-discovery and growth. Um, as always, we would be super grateful if um, you liked, subscribed, and maybe even shared your thoughts with a review. And just to let you know, when we end this meeting in a minute here, which I'm sure Kathleen will have a few words before we do, that it takes you to a feedback form that's about 15 seconds long. So um, we'd love your thoughts if you have time to give them to us. Um, yeah, and thanks so much, Kathleen, for having this platform for us to have these conversations and for everyone who attends and listens. Yeah, I, I appreciate you. And I look forward to whatever the next one is. We have a couple, I know we're doing a couple more before uh, the end of June, and then we're all taking a little bit of uh, team vacay through July and uh, see where we end up in August. But uh, thanks everybody. And uh, we look forward to the next one in a couple weeks. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. And link for the feedback is there and you'll get it when we shut her down as well. Betty Huntington, so good to see you virtually. Okay. <laughs>